This is All Things Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Francesca. And I wanted to start this week off on a really positive note to say that this is the least ever that I've been in the Christmas spirit in all the years I've been alive. Really? Ever. I feel like I'm at like a very neutral, it's Christmas time, my normal, my normal doom and gloom of, all right, it's the holidays. Is there a direct correlation between finding out that there was only going to be four episodes of Tibet this season and and season three of Gen Q and that happened and it was confirmed right at peak holiday, holiday like season and how I'm feeling perhaps. Yeah, I think for me um, between that my getting hit by a car <laughs> yeah um, that's valid not now having a car for two weeks and being stranded in my home mm-hmm. what else happened to me oh having to work the weekends because of the world cup I've had quite a month sure it wasn't the worst month but it's just nothing felt Christmassy I forgot to go Christmas shopping and one day I panic bought things for people I've had a very hard year personally and I'm just, I don't know, man. It sucks. It does. Even families being weird about Christmas. Yeah. Same. We're not doing any of our traditions. We're really trying to make something out of nothing in my family. It's, it's tough. It's real tough. Yeah, my cousin is having her engagement party on New Year's Day, which logistically it's because her fiance works at a restaurant and they're giving them the restaurant for free. They just have to bring everything in. So it's very nice of them. Um, So it had to be that day because they're closed. So I think because of that, everyone's just like, no Christmas because we're planning the engagement party. It's been like that. And we're not doing gifts. It's only parent and child are doing gifts, but like no one has to else give gifts to anyone else. Sure. So. Yeah. It's just tough. I don't know. feels different. Christmas feels so different the older you get. Yeah. It just, to me, it became more of a chore, if anything, especially with divorced parents. Yes. Same. I come from divorced parents. I also have I have a spouse who comes from divorced parents. So it's very fractured. <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, like today with my dad, not to like get too personal, but um, <laughs> someone on his side of the family passed away. They were like eight, they were 94 years old. They lived a very long and happy life. Sure. Um, I don't have a car. Uh-huh. And my dad was like, so are you, uh, here's the details for the funeral and stuff. And I said, that's great the service was two hours away from where I live. And I said, yeah, I'm obviously not making that. And then the burial was not far from where I live now. So I told him, if you're going to the burial, I'm off today. Feel free to pick me up and I'll go with you. Never texted me back. <laughs> Cause it just wasn't good enough. Nothing. It was just not good enough. The fact that I couldn't make something out of nothing. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So that's what we're working with my father that ghosts me there's one thing about fathers they'll be a continuum a continued disappointment in life wow oh, this has gotten really negative really fast if anyone else has daddy issues right in 
put in the comments when yours started what age <laughs> what do you rate them on the severity level and uh what's your what's your current standing with your dad like like on a scale of one to ten ten being the closest you've ever been zero being you'd like to kill him yourself I no, zero being i don't even know what his first name is because he ran off before i was born oh yeah there you go <laughs> um cool so great to be back another week here's what i'll say I just finished the episode very freshly and um just like last week my feelings are the same in that this feels like a completely different show mm -hmm. the tempo of the show is different even the og characters feel different it's just strange and again once again i walk away feeling like i don't dislike it mm -hmm. but it's not enough it's not enough to carry them into another season and that's for sure i'm gonna be very honest I am so happy that you just watched it because I don't really remember what I remember somewhat of what happens. It's starting to file back. I did not hate the episode. I actually was very positive about it, mm -hmm. um, hating about it. And I did not hate it. I was, it did, it kept me engaged for the most part. I felt like the pacing was really great. But yeah, I know I was like, I should read back my like watch thread, but I had a lot of opinions though. It's, it's interesting because I feel like one of the things that they have gotten down is that they're not focusing on so much. I feel like the 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 stories have kind of condensed and there's we're seeing more overlap with characters. Mm -hmm. I'm once again saying that it's just too late. Like where was this energy 20 episodes ago? Yeah, I feel like last season the only time they really had everyone tied together was at the when they did the poker game yeah. and so it was like we finally had sophie at the table with bet which another weird match but alice brought her so it made sense and then finley was serving drinks but as caitlin said today there was no situation in which finley and bet would ever have to interact <laughs> i said say nine and ten is their wedding if these characters are at the bet and tina's wedding i'm going to rage because there's absolutely no reason why any of them besides danny should be at the wedding and there's no reason why your therapist would ever get invited to your wedding. A therapist they used once. Yeah. Well, as far as we know, they've used once. Yes. Um, so, but Caitlin did make a good joke that Finley would somehow be a, be a waiter. <laughs> oh, yeah. She would be paid staff. Um, so no Tina, no bet, no mention of either of them. They basically don't exist. Who are they? We don't know. Never met them. Um, Here's what, here's the storylines for the week. Angie and her roommate, they have a little debacle with a condom. Um, Shane and Tess having to unpack their feelings, but only because they got locked out on a porch together. So they were kind of forced to talk a little bit. And the drama continues with Sophie Finley, this Dre character who Sophie slept with and Danny's kind of thrown into the mix there. Um, and then last is Maribel and Micah. Um, just still kind of continuing on this journey of uh, sperm donor and making their choices. There, there wasn't a ton with them this week. Um, so Angie and her roommate, her roommate comes into the room. Well, first Angie is asked by her professor boyfriend to go away for a weekend. Really? I missed that. Yeah. 
I don't yeah. remember that happening. He asked, he asked if, how she'd feel about going away for a weekend. And that's like how the episode kind of starts with Angie. Then her roommate comes in. text Oh, I, I'm too old. I can't read the screen. <laughs> I don't give me enough time to even process the text message. I do remember trying to read it. And I was like, I don't know what it says. Well, and then at the end, she responds that she'd love to go away with him. Again, missed that. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess, as we predicted, that there's going to be a little blowout between Angie and Tina, Tina mm-hmm. and Angie going head to head. I'm going to guess it has something to do with this. Angie going away with a man who she barely knows, who's much older than her, who there is a unequal division of power between the two of them because he's her professor. Yeah. So I'm going to just guess that there's some of the mess wrapped up in that. I was going to say that possibly something goes down if Bet and Tina come for like parents weekend, which, but that normally happens in October and we're already past Halloween. So they missed parents week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, but Angie and her roommate with the condom, that actually really made me laugh because it just reminded me of like my very good friend from college. I was in her wedding, everything. We're still very good friends that's something that her and I like that is a situation that her and I would have been put in and I would have been pulled with her love it because yeah and (laughs) we left so hard I paused and I sent her a voice note tell explaining it to her and she was like oh my god that's so true I love it I was the responsible one always in my whole life um and in college my friends came back from a party where they nearly got a um underage drinking ticket and so um they had to run out of the party in the process. Both of them lost their shoes. They had very muddy feet. So I was cleaning their feet. It was very biblical, right in the, in the lounge. Uh, the stories I have of taking care of this friend when she's drunk. <laughs> one of them involves another friend ripping a um, uh, the windshield wiper off the back of a car and me saying, throw it in the snow. We got to go. Oh my God they were drunk and I wasn't college feels like a different life I didn't really have a crazy college experience but I I observed a lot of craziness going on around me and man it was like a hundred thousand years ago yeah so Angie has to help her roomie get her get a condom out of her vagina because it's college it happens right six six at least yeah and Angie and her roommate get in a conversation about how Angie and Jordy never like they did things that they didn't do things and so after they get the condom out Angie's roommate shows her um kind of just leads her into buying a vibrator Mm -hmm. and was I picking up on like flirtatious vibes between her roommate and her I mean, I was picking that up. I was like, oh, damn, are they going to be gay together? Because this is really cute. And I had a few other people that said the same thing. I was like, oh, I thought they were going to kiss. Yeah, I don't know if it's like, or they're kind of just setting the stage. They'd be cute. Um, Yeah. yeah. And Angie agrees to go out, you know, eventually go out of town with her boyfriend. Guy she's singing slash professor. It stresses me out that she's 18 years old. I mean... It was, feels just like yesterday that Tina was wheeling her into Beth's office at the same university, yelling about preschools or whatever the hell they were yelling about. <laughs> that one, Diane Keaton's kids. <laughs> yeah. 
that episode that scene is pure comedy um so that's really it and like i said before micah and maribel don't have like a super like fruitful sort of interaction this episode i feel like they're really just like searching for a sperm donor and maribel's getting like set on like she wants him to be over six feet and she wants this and then Micah's like this is feels like eugenics and then she realizes yeah it is <laughs> and so they like do their best to try to formulate uh, a donor that would be as close as possible to Micah and they get no results and they just get frustrated and give up yeah I can only imagine how frustrating that process is it's so it also seems very scary yeah so I guess we'll see what happens with them do you think they'll still be together by the end of the season? Uh, I mean, at the rate we're going, no. But honestly, probably, I feel like if any if any couple's going to make it, it's going to be them outside of Bet and Tina, obviously. Sure. Finley and Sophie started the episode. They're still not like sleeping together. Um, Finley is asking questions about who Dre is that... Um, Sophie slept with um it progresses into them being at the bar and right before we kind of see Sophie and Finley they're at the point where they're going to get intimate like we see the scene where Danny nearly gets run over by someone on an electric scooter (laughs) and this person who happens to be Dre saves her kind of pushes her out of the way in time so she doesn't get hit and they have this moment where they kiss and by the time Danny comes back into the bar Sophie is is there Finley's kind of walked away they realize that they are it's the same person that it's the same person that Sophie slept with that Danny kissed and Dre is on the stage performing yeah Dre's hot yeah mm-hmm. I agree. so Finley is trying to like spark the romance again and is pursuing Sophie and wants to have sex with her in the back room. But meanwhile, she just saw, Sophie just saw Dre is there and Dre is literally performing as Finley is trying to like, you know, get fresh in the back room. So Sophie is distracted to say the least. I think they did that, 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 that shot was really well done. I like how they did yeah so she's distracted she has to tell finley that um dre is there and finley's reaction is to pull the fire alarm finley is single-handedly ruining that bar does no one else <laughs> like, like they, they need to hire someone else yeah um i don't think it's healthy that she's so newly sober and working at a bar number one being left alone to run the bar number two it's a very flawed plan very flawed in this magical world of the l word um that was it it was the most finley reaction so i can't blame that for that but it was bad yeah and i i kind of thought maybe she was going to confront dre when she did that i was surprised that she just kicked everyone out 
Yeah, I I think Jack's acting was really strong too with like her the desperation in her voice when she's telling Sophie like, "Ma'am, you need to leave." Yeah, <laughs> and that's really well done. Danny and Dre then have this interaction where Danny says like, "I'm not going to be sloppy seconds. You already slept with my ex." Dre sees Sophie there. Sophie and Danny leave together. Danny gives Dre a card and says, "If you need a publicist, like here's my information." Yeah, what a pickup line. And I do like Danny and Sophie as friends. I think they've had some good moments. This episode is there's like a lot of banter and humor between them. It's clear they have like this lived history. Um, and I think that is one thing that Danny and Sophie have been gifted with that we never got with Tibet. They were always either on together or apart and it was ugly. Yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, obviously like it was written that way, but I think with Tibet, it was because there was always that tension that they wanted to get back together. And with Danny and Sophie, like there's none of that. They just want to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that is interesting is that it's clear, it's more clear now that Sophie and Danny were very much best friends than ever when they were together that we ever saw that side of them when they were together yeah I think we dropped in on them too at like a very intense point for them I think the pressure of marriage was high Mm -hmm. because Danny seems like a girl who wants to be married I mean she even said like with the whole Gigi thing like I thought I was gonna marry this person it's like maybe focus not on marrying someone yeah I think she's we're seeing a lot of growth with her which I like I like seeing her single I like seeing her as just like a normal individual you know, not like this super high stress professional who was on her way to get married. Like she's just like chilling as she yeah. should. Yeah. And like that was season one. And then season two, we saw her as like this pouty person. And now I feel like she has room to grow if the writers will give her that room. Yeah. It's interesting how her dad was such a point of her story for so long. And now we haven't seen the guy in God knows how long. He took I mean, the whole time. the whole backstory, right? Like her dad, the legal stuff, whatever. Nothing, basically. She's just she never had a dad. Yeah, I guess which we, I can relate. Yeah, we could relate. Theme of the episode: <laughs> missing fathers. Ninety nine issues. They're almost all related to my daddy issues. So, <laughs> nine problems definitely has to be about my father. Okay, so lastly. Shane and Tess. Oh my God. Wait, there's also Alice. We never talked about Alice either. Oh shoot. Yeah. My bad. I'm thinking of like Shane and Alice together. So Alice and her girlfriend, Taylor. Well, so Alice, the whole, the beginning, the beginning of the episode starts with Alice. Excuse me. The beginning of the episode starts with Alice talking to Shane on the phone about going to the movies and about getting the movie tickets. And I just remember when they were shooting this at that movie theater, people wanted to drive by, people were on the lookout. We were trying to figure out what could it be? Was it Tina's movie premiere? Were they gonna repurpose the theater as something else? Were Bet and Tina on a date? None of that. It was Alice just wanting to go to the movies. Yeah. But Shane and Tess get locked out of the house. Yes. So Alice is at the movie theater alone. Yep. And sees and then walks in Taylor and a date. 
Yeah, which I am going to side with Alice on this because I think it is shitty that, you know, it's not like Alice and Taylor went out on a date and then, you know, now she's seen her at the movies with another chick. Like they spent days together. She lied to her about where she was going. Like, please, Taylor, please get real. Yeah, that was really sus. None of it was like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel for Alice because she, it's like she is searching for something that she's never going to find again. She's never going to find like the love of her life like she had with Dana. I think Tasha was the closest person. Yeah. Um, and I think that her and Tom were well suited together too, but there was a piece of that. There were still pieces missing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like Shane calls Alice out at the end and says like, do you think you have anything to do with the problem? Which is interesting that Shane of all people calling her out, but um, it's true. Yeah. I think Alice needs to do a little reflection. I think so too. I think yeah I mean that's the hard part I think that's kind of like the hard the hardest part of the show is that Alice is always supposed to be with Dana and then we did get Tasha and they were such a great match and we saw you know the show the series ended with them together Uh so then when we come back for Gen Q we see Alice with someone else okay that that's okay though because they have a they have a history yeah trying to shove Alice trying to find her soulmate in this very limited space of Gen Q uh-huh. is very rushed and it's hard because we've seen other good partners. Like I personally think Nat would have been a great partner for Alice. Uh-huh. Like I think that their personalities fit well. I think Stephanie and Leisha did a really great job on screen together. Uh-huh. I could have been happy with that. Uh-huh. But now I feel like they're rushing and like uh-huh. trying to like wrap it up. And it's like, well, now you just kind of you walk yourself into wall because you had Dana, you had Tasha, and the, you know you had good people already. Yeah, they're not going to make Fetch happen. No, they're not. I don't think anyone will be happy with anyone that Alice ends up with at this point. And now they've kind of made it seem like at least that Gigi and Nat have run off into the sunset together. So that is bosh. Like it's just not going to happen. She rejected Tom's marriage proposal, so that's done. I mean, we know Tom comes back, and next week's the musical episode, and it's the musical episode where we think it's all a dream. Yeah, like they're high or something. Yeah, they're on a trip. Alice says someone comes back. Is it? We. It looks like a woman's body. Yeah. Is Is it Dana? Is it Helena? Is it some other random person that is going to be brand new and just tall for the first time? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I feel like next week we'll probably get a little bit more clarity into Alice's storyline, but all in all, her and Taylor break up very loudly in the middle of a movie theater. Yeah. And, and she ruins the end of the movie for everyone in the theater. Well, you know what? <laughs> when it's a movie that old, you should know the ending already. Yeah. So, Shane and Tess, a big portion of this episode is them being locked out on the porch together and having this conversation that's essentially going nowhere. Um, You know, the conclusion of it all is that Shane's not happy, but Tess loves Shane. 
but Shane pretty much is just like, I'm out. Once they get, once Finley shows up and lets them in, she's just like, I'm taking the dog. I'm leaving. Yeah. I, I, for, for a moment, it took me a while to know if I was proud of Shane for walking away because she was unhappy or if I was like annoyed because she can't let it try to work. But I think for Shane, I'm more proud of her for walking away. So she doesn't continue to hurt Tess. I am pretty much done with Shane breaking hearts of all these wonderful women. Yeah. Just gonna say, Kiana, is that her name? Kiara. Kiara. What the hell was her name? I thought it was Kiara. Neither of them saw right. Oh God. Um. Her ex-wife didn't deserve how she was treated. Her ex-wife was clearly so memorable. Um, hold on, I'm gonna look. I think it's Kiara. Kiara? It wasn't Kiara. Um someone's listening and like yelling it at the yeah. It's with a Q. Yes. Kiara? No. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Kiara. Kiara? Kiara. Q-U-I-A-R-A. Yeah, but I didn't I oh I said Kiana. My bad. Whatever. Her ex-wife deserved better. Tess deserves better. Honestly, all of the women that she had been with did not deserve to be cheated on. Except maybe Jenny Schechter, but yeah. Well, that um, was, that fast. But it, you know, it's just like are you done could you not I think it was a cheap storyline but I also a part of me never really saw Shane and Tess as like the the, it couple no they weren't really doing it for me I thought they were cute and I was happy that Shane was happy and like I love Tess so I'm happy that like Tess got more of a like main role but it wasn't doing much for me well so Finley comes at the end of the episode opens the door and Shane leaves with the dog whatever then Finley and so Finley and Tess have a moment on the porch together and let us remind everyone that Finley and Tess did sleep together once in the past so you know they're kind of comforting one another or at least Finley's trying to comfort Tess and in this moment that probably very easily could have turned into them being intimate having sex whatever Tess says we need to go to a meeting and then it was just like change of course nothing's happening here we're leaving well they both had really rough nights yeah I just like do you think that Tess like Shane and Tess will get back together or do you think they really just like ended it there it's hard to say like they don't want the same things Shane really thinks that she can be in a committed relationship with people, but she knows better. Yeah. She knows she's not capable of it. And I think she keeps trying to find different ways to make a square, uh, what is that? A round peg fit in a square hole or whatever. Like, yeah, it's just not going to work. Yeah. 
I, I just think it's funny because this whole season was supposed to be about finding the one <laughs> and everyone's breaking up. But then again, I never thought Alice and Taylor, I was like, I remember when like that got cast, I was like, that's not going to be Alice's like forever person. I said, come on. No, but they did kind of lead us to believe that that's what direction they were going, didn't they? Yeah. And like, I mean, we know that they're still putting up billboards that say like, save Genie to bet his end game. Protect Genie to bet his end game. That's just some bullshit. <sighs> Oh, also they... there was an article that was released I didn't read the whole thing I skimmed most of it it was Marja Lewis Ryan being interviewed about the show and kind of how she came to run the show how she became the showrunner how Eileen and her met um Rebecca on Twitter who always just seems to have not sure if she's like sitting outside of the homes of all of the actresses on the show how she gets the inside the scoop so fast but like she's the inside track so of course she's the one that what's that we have google alert on for like the for like the term l word yeah could be (laughs) you she's outside the homes i mean i don't i just i've never seen anyone get the information so it's like before it's even published she's like guess what's coming there's going to be an article in five minutes that you're going to see about jennifer beals the, I saw people talking about it and I didn't even, I haven't even seen the link to it. So I didn't even, I was like, I don't need to read this. Like, it's just a narcissist, it's just a narcissist being just their whole ego, just being stroked the whole time. Gotcha. The whole time. So she thinks she's God's gift to lesbian television. Everything is about her. It's her show. It's, it's this, I get to do this. And I me, 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 shut the fuck. That's up. the biggest problem is like, it's not like, you came into a show with a legacy yeah horny as that word is like and you decided to make it your own make your own fucking show then yep this woman this woman if i ever meet her oh god you're gonna have some words let me see if i can find i hope i hope she watches my little video that i sent to showtime and she sees my face and what you had to say I mean, I didn't say anything mean. I said only positive things, but <laughs> she'll see my face and she'll know. Maybe it was Jules that shared it. Who the fuck shared it? I can't remember now. Eh, it's out there. I people thought Rebecca shared Google. something about it. I don't know. People can just Google Marja Ryan Lewis narcissist interview. Toddler overalls, choo-choo train hat. I yeah. thought I'd get on that, but. I guess not. <laughs> um, she can't process jokes. Is this it? Nope. Um, I don't know. I don't know where it is. I can't process anything right now. No, because I'm looking for the article. <laughs> it's not like we could send it out through the podcast. I know, but I just wanted to highlight some of the narcissistic things she had to say. Okay. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So that is pretty much it. That's what happened in this new rendition of the Elward Generation Q that we're watching. Wow. This is that that we really wrapped it up quickly. Yeah. We usually have to do this in two segments, and uh, today we didn't have to. You know. But what do we think about for next week? What I feel like the trailer left little to the imagination. Everyone's freaking out over Danny and Finley possibly kissing. Relax. It's not. It's real. And also, um, Rosani, Rosani, am I saying her name right? Rosani? Rosani. 
her. Don't ask me. I don't know how to say fucking names. Apparently, I, I I'm the one last year. I couldn't say Micah, 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 and this is it's bad. Like okay, um, she actually does sing in real life, so I'm sure her singing voice will sound great. Because people were like, oh, Seppi's not on the show. They got rid of the singer. Well, actually, Rosani, Rosani is also a singer. So yeah, I think that we're gonna see um, that a lot of these actors are very talented. Actually, through this musical episode, I think we're gonna see different sides of them. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of cool, but why? Why do we need, why? Because Marja wanted a musical episode. You know what? Because she comes from a theater background. <laughs> yeah, she talks about that in the article too. Well, why um, did you find this article already? I'm still looking for it. Maybe it's on Google's page. Marja. I, I Googled that. Did you click on news? <laughs> yes mom <laughs> one week ago one month you're right it's not popping up who did this article i don't know was it actually old and i just didn't look at the date i'm not sure oh maybe it was an old article of her talking about <sighs> amber was talking about it in the in the oh on discord yeah hold on everybody stand by <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this. You know, we'll get to the bottom of this when we come back. You know what? I don't care. I'm just done with it. I don't, I don't care. All right. We're well, back. I don't care. We're back. Britt Br- Br- gave up. It just, I, it, it's just too hard. It's, there's so much content out there. This article probably doesn't even exist. We, we're dreaming it. It's, I, I might be. I don't know. No, I definitely saw someone. I saw one person talking about it. I never saw it on the timeline. I saw no one talking about it on the timeline. I only saw a quick preview text from Amber on the Discord pop up. Here's what I'm going to say. Okay. Here's what I here's what I have to say while we're on the subject of Twitter, okay? Some of you need hobbies. Some of you got to find something to do that does not require you to share every single thought with the fandom. Here's what I'm going to say. I think that probably mainly, I guess a little bit, at least you're probably all very lovely people, but you're scaring away so many by this, all this shit that you just, just plaster on the timeline. Please take a seat, drink some water. Stop chirping all over the timeline. All tweeting. <laughs> Stop tweet. tweeting. That's the point of Twitter being a bird. Tweet, tweet. Yeah. Point. Um, and I just want to close off saying that I have my hair in a ponytail, which is rare. And yeah. I felt like it gave me a lot of power because I was able to like toss it back <laughs> and forth the whole time we recorded. The two times we ended this podcast with daily affirmations and then <laughs> just ended. Well, so affirmation. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read one right now. Okay. Well, last week we did suicide prevention, which was very important. That's true. So we're we're out here. We're doing activism. Okay. Are you ready? I can't look you in the eye when you do this. The positive affirmation that we're gonna end on today is I am becoming closer to my true self every day. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. I think like. Oh, well, we're going to do one next week. So we'll never mind. But I was going to say we could do some resolutions, but I do want to say. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Well, oh, you know what we should do? You know what I think would be fun is we should each write 
no, we'll put them, we'll do it together. We will write what we think that Bet and Tina's resolutions would be for the new year. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, we're gonna do that. It's coming. Okay. So be on the lookout for that, people. It's gonna be fun. Maybe we won't start the pod talking about daddy issues. <laughs> no, but I will say I did spend a lot of 2022. That was the year we were in. Um, healing my inner child. Yes, that's important work. It is, and I'm not like I, I I really did. That was like a focus for me. So did I give you the book suggestion? And we'll talk offline. Okay. This has been All Things Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Francesca. And we'll see you next week.